Welcome to the 2019 recap episode of the No Bullshit Movie Review, where I review 10 movies that fell through the cracks of my show this year. These are 10 movies, some of them good, some of them bad, some of them not worth mentioning, but I'm going to do it anyway. Movies that I missed reviewing because I didn't get started with this show until Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out. And because there's 10 movies, I've decided to make it completely random and chaotic how I'm going to review them. And to do that, I have to dig into my handy-dandy bag of Dungeons & Dragons dice and pull out my handy-dandy ten-sider. I'm going to roll this 10-sider, and whatever number it lands on will be the number corresponding to the movie that I'll talk about. I'll read the IMDb synopsis of the movie and then basically give my impression of it. And so, without further ado, my first movie is... The Curse of La Llorona, starring Linda Cardinelli, Raymond Cruz, and Patricia Velasquez. Ignoring the eerie warning of a troubled mother suspected of child endangerment, a social worker and her own small kids are soon drawn into a frightening and supernatural realm. This one is part of the Conjuring universe, so if you're a fan of the Conjuring movies and the Annabelle movies and stuff like that, you'll probably like this one. It's not exactly the best one, but it's better than the, the second Annabelle movie, which I don't even count as a thing. It has everything you want in a horror movie. It's well done. There's not a high body count. It's got all of its right eerie moments. But for my money, the... The best character is the is the exorcist in this movie. He's one of those one of those characters who, ever since Captain Quint came along in Jaws, you knew was he was going to die, and you were just waiting for it to happen. He's got the best lines in the movie. Oddly enough, as a secondary character, though, he has possibly the most character development in the whole movie. And Raymond Cruz just delivers a, a really good performance in the Curse of La Llorona. And moving on, John Wick, Chapter 3, Parabellum, starring, of course, Keanu Reeves, Holly Berry, Ian McShane, and dogs. Really cool dogs. John Wick is on the run after killing a member of the International Assassins Guild, and with a $14 million price tag on his head, he is the target of hitmen and hit women everywhere. John Wick is gun-fu at its finest, and if, if you don't like these movies, I don't know if we can still be friends. Every character in this movie has some kind of weird eccentricity about them. Even the disposable little hitmen have some kind of quirk to them that I just like. And then there's Ian McShane, who... <laughs> I think that's all I have to say. Keanu Reeves, who I don't particularly care for, except for these movies, even though he seems like a really cool guy from interviews and whatnot, has said in interviews that he'll continue to make these John Wick movies as long as fans want, want him to. So I'm, I'm thinking these things are going to be going on for a while. Speaking of going on for a while, let's move on. Shaft, starring, well, all of them. Samuel Jackson, Jesse T. Usher, and Richard fucking Roundtree. J.J. Shaft, a cybersecurity expert with a degree at, from MIT, enlists his family's help to uncover the truth behind his best friend's untimely death. And as George Carlin said, is there ever anything other than an untimely death? 
the cool thing about this movie was the way the father, the son, and the grandfather all played off of each other, and how the two the two elder shafts would make fun of the younger shaft for not being this tough guy who throws people out of windows and stuff and does most of his detective work on his phone. I don't know why this movie didn't get any more love than it did. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. Of course, I'm slightly biased because, well, it's Shaft. The Easter egg in this movie was at the end when all three Shafts are walking across a busy street and one car tries to run Richard Roundtree down and he gives him the finger as they roll credits, which is how the first Shaft movie started. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan. Polaroid, starring nobody. Directed by somebody you never heard of. Based on a short film by the same director that you never heard of. High school loner Bird Fitcher has no idea what dark secrets are tied to the Polaroid camera she finds. It doesn't take long to discover that those who had their picture taken with it soon die. Sounds terrible, right? It, it kind of is. Halfway through this movie, I came up with a better movie. Like, well, okay, this girl's got a camera. And it, you know, when she takes a picture of somebody, this ghost thing that's trapped in the camera kills them. Now, if this was me and I had that camera, I, I don't know if I could resist the urge to take pictures of people I hated. There's things in this movie that don't make any sense. Like, one of the kids in her little group gets arrested and, he, he, well, he's sitting in jail. He gets attacked by the shadow thing. But there's not a single cop in the entire building that, that sees or hears it. But, it. but it was filmed in Canada, so they were probably, the cops were probably all off at Tim Hortons getting coffee and donuts. Polaroid had ambition, just didn't have the money or a decent script to back up that ambition. Ma, starring Octavia Spencer, Diana Slivers, and Juliette Lewis. A lonely woman befriends a group of teenagers and decides to let them party at her house. Just when the kids think their luck couldn't get any better, things start happening that make them question the intentions of their host. All I can say about Ma is, nah. Overlord. Technically, this one came out in 2018, but I didn't see it till this year, so it's getting mentioned as a technicality. Overlord also stars a bunch of people you've never heard of, so I'm not going to go into that. A small group of American soldiers find horror behind enemy lines on the eve of D-Day. When I saw the trailer for this in the theater, I thought it was for a video game. Unfortunately, it wasn't. It was a movie. But I was excited after hearing about it because I found out that it was inspired by the movie Heavy Metal, particularly the World War II scene where the, the bomber pilot gets stranded on the island full of zombies. It just seemed like it would be a win-win. Well, it was a lose-lose. Speaking of World War II, those wacky, zany Germans are up to it again in Iron Sky, The Coming Race. If you've never seen Iron Sky, you, you owe it to yourself to check it out. It's this great political satire wrapped up in a pretty funny sci-fi movie. The Coming Race, however, as my buddy Jay put it, this movie is shit. The follow-up to the film Iron Sky of 2012, in which Nazis plan to take over the world after lying dormant on a secret military base on the moon. See, IMDb doesn't even know what to make of this movie. Udo Kier couldn't even save it. Iron Sky was low-budget enough, the, but The Coming Race had the, the look and feel of, a, of an asylum movie or a Sharknado versus tarantula-lesbian type of movie. All it would have needed is Jake Busey. Annabelle Comes Home, starring Vera Farminga, 
Patrick Wilson and McKenna Grace. It's no secret that I love the Annabelle movies, with the obvious exception of the second one. And this one delivers all the thrills and jump scares you could possibly handle in a Conjuring Universe movie. Although I've just about had it with the scary jump scare noise that every horror movie has nowadays. The Conjuring movies are proof that you don't have to kill everyone in the cast to call it a horror movie. And Annabelle Comes Home is no exception. That pizza guy, though. Crawl, starring Barry Pepper and a whole bunch of people I didn't recognize. A young woman, while attempting to save her father during a Category 5 hurricane, finds herself trapped in a flooding house and must fight for her life against alligators. This was another movie that didn't get enough love this year. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's a technically perfect movie. The alligators, while they're CGI, are, they act totally realistically, although I don't know why anybody would leave them in Florida because... It's one thing to go down in your basement and find a spider. It's another thing to go down in your basement and find an alligator. And that brings us to our 10th movie, which I don't have to roll for because it's the last one on my list. I'm talking about Martin Scorsese's three-and-a-half-hour epic, The Irishman, starring Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and Al Hua Pacino. I loved this movie. Under its original title, Goodfellas, for a guy who complains about the, the Marvel movies being the same movie over and over again, he's, Scorsese's been making the same movies since 1972. Yeah, I know. Blasphemy. And who am I to question the great Martin Scorsese? Well, I'm just a guy who loves movies, and this has been my no-bullshit review of 2019 movies that you may or may not have seen. Some of which you should, some of which you shouldn't. I might make another review before the year's up, but I wanted to mention some of these movies before I forgot about them. Hoo-ah!